Thank you, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hallelujah. Let's go to the Word of God. Uh, last week we talked about uh, 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 living in God's provisions. We know that God is a God of provision. That means that He does not have to worry about Let me just uh, uh, talk about yung, yung, just just a review definition of some definition out there. Sabi natin, an arrangement or preparation beforehand. Uh, it is the meeting of needs, the supplying of, of uh, resources, preparation beforehand. For example, yung ginagawa natin ngayon, this is, we are making provision for what's going to happen. What's going to happen, those walls at your back, they'll be knocked out, okay? Lalagyan yung mga salasa namin. And they will be putting chairs on the inside. Uh, and I think they'll put another balcony here. And the reason why they want to do that is because they want to be able to accept about 500 people at least. So in the graveyard, are you able to accept 600 to 700? Well, uh, according to Nico Junior and Sharito, the best that they could do right now, at least not then, is to uh, uh, allow 500 people in. So you see people that are going to after that. I'm sure God will open uh, his, give us his wisdom concerning step by step. So we are making provisions for that. God is a God who makes provision for us. Hindi pa dumanating yung problema, meron ng provision. Okay? And so praise be to God. Uh, tonight, I'd like to talk about uh, overcoming the hindrances for provision in your life. Okay? Number one, uh, uh, before number one, uh, before anything else, the provision of God is for everyone. We know that the pro one of the prophecies that we uh, really held on in the early 1987 when we got here, uh, we were, uh, we moved to the it's a theater, it's a Liberty Theater, and we bought our first generator. Uh, it was 40000 at that time, right? That was all the money we had. We were thinking, Papa, we will have to serve the needs, but I need it during the month. We always stood on, on God's promise that He would supply our every need. And God never failed us. Okay, God never failed us. And this is supposed to be the experience of every believer. The promises of God is they're not just for an elite few. The promises of God are for every believer. Okay? As long as you're a Christian, I say. Everyone should be walking in the provisions of God. Okay? But the, the, the reality is when we look at certain individuals, it seems like they're not experiencing what God has promised. And so people tend to ask the question about it alone. If people, if the promises of God is, are for everyone, how come not many walk in this? One of the things we need to understand is this. Anything that God has given to us, we receive this by faith. Okay? And faith comes by 
and hearing by the Word of God. The problem is some people have received different kinds of teachings that might be based on experience, of someone's experience, someone's observation, but it's not really based on what the Holy Bible uh, teaches. For example, some people say, well, so they come up with a theology or a philosophy that uh, God gives us suffering. So that we might become more sensitive or that we might begin to need Him. Well, I don't agree with those kinds of uh, uh, philosophies because, number one, the Holy Scriptures. You understand what I'm saying? Our God is a God who loves us and He's a God who cares for us. But the thing is, when people believe different kinds of things and they come on a bagay-bagay, they are not based on the principles of Holy Scripture, then ikaw na rin ang nagpiprevent sa sarili mo na tanggapin ang pinagkakalab sa inyong Panginoon. For example, one of the things that Jesus Christ says, many are called, but few are chosen. Why are few chosen when many are called? Because not many respond. You understand what I'm saying? For example, when the Lord made his calling clear to me, some people, Lord, I accept. I choose to be chosen. <laughs> he chose me, so I choose that also. I'm not going to reject that. I'm going to choose your choosing for me. And you know, not many people accept uh, the choices of God for them. So they don't receive what God has already given. Because God is always giving. That's the kind of God that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of us. Sabing in the Holy Scriptures, God makes the sun to shine on the righteous and on the wicked alike. He gives that. He, his love is for everyone, but not everyone receives that. Okay? So I believe this is one of the number one uh, reason, number one reason, many reasons, why not many people walk in the blessing of God Almighty. It's because uh, their belief systems, their philosophy in life, or maybe their uh, uh, their old theologies are actually preventing them from receiving from God. For example, if you believe sickness comes from God, it's going to be very hard for you to receive healing for your body. If that sickness comes from God, then how can you ask healing from God? You see, if the Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from God, then sickness must be good, right? <laughs> if that comes from God, I do not believe it comes from God. One of the names that God gave us in the Old Testament is Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord your healer. I'm not the God who makes you sick. I'm the Lord your healer. Are you want to go Another name that he revealed to us, he is Jehovah Jireh. I am the Lord your provider. Or another meaning of that name is, the Lord's provision shall be seen in your life. They know that's a very positive statement. The Lord's provision shall. In the Islamic, the Lord's provision may or may not be. Okay? And some people say, well, maybe it's not the will of God for me to walk in the provision of God. Why not? 
What makes you so special that you are exempted from the provision of God? Maliwana po ba? The provision of God is for everyone. Okay? So now there are some things that I'd like to talk about, which I believe is preventing uh, uh, people, Christians, sons of God, daughters of the Almighty, children of the Divine. They're, it's preventing them from walking in the blessings of God Almighty. Uh, I have three basically here. One, we have what we call the orphan spirit, and we'll talk about that tonight. Uh, the orphan spirit. Second is we have what we call the slave mindset. Slave mindset. That will prevent you from uh, receiving from God. And the other one is poverty mentality. Poverty mentality. Okay? Take note, these are attitudes or conditions that we are the only ones who can change with the help of God. Alright? Because maybe because of wrong opinions, wrong thinking, wrong teaching, things like that. Now let's talk about the orphan spirit. Sabi to me, Jesus Christ, in John chapter 14, okay? In John chapter 14, verse 18, itong sinabi niya rito, no? Sabi niya, I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. Bakit yan ako silang orphans? Ipuhin pa naman yung mga magulang nila. Okay? One of the things that nakita natin from the Holy Scriptures is that when Jesus Christ went to the house of St. Peter, sino yung nakita niya may sakit doon? Madalito, di ba? So may mga magulang pa sila. Or maybe some of them, pati na yung ibang magulang. Pero it cannot be that all of them are orphans. Literally speaking. But he said, I'm leaving you. I'm leaving you. But I'm not leaving you as orphans. Okay? I will come to you. And normally for us, I mean, it's a bit of an orphan. Okay? So, what does it mean to have an orphan spirit? Let me state uh, uh, a, a, an example first. Uh, there's a person named Heidi Baker. She's a missionary. And actually, the Lord missionary, and as a China. They built an orphanage for children in China. Now, she started an orphanage in Africa. She started taking orphan children in the orphanage. I think I must have posted a YouTube video of the testimony of Philip Salvador. Did you Philip Salvador? You've heard about him, right? But he gave a testimony, sabi niya, uh, for some reason, meron silang anak na matay sa hospital. And uh, at that time, uh, he was working with the ministry of, uh, of Heidi Baker. And when Heidi Baker heard about the situation, tumakos sa hospital, the problem is, pagdating yan, matay na yung anak. And sabi niya, anak, sabi niya, bata, let me see the chance, sabi ni Philip Salvador. Bakit pa? Huli ka na eh. Patay na eh. Dapat mga anak ang tumating. 
Sabi niya, no, let me just see the child. So, ginalan niya sa bata. Ginalan niya patay na bata. He spoke life to the child, and the child revived. Okay? I must have posted that video on my Facebook of the testimony of, of uh, Philip Salvador. So this is the, the mission I've been talking about, Heidi Baker. And something when I used in an orphanage, one thing that she would notice when she would accept new orphans sa kanyang orphanage, pag dumating na yung meal time, okay, ang dito yung pagkain, the, the orphans would rush into the table, get the food and stuff them in this mouth. Mabilis na kain talaga hanggang mga umos. And, okay, siguro hindi siya gutom sila, hindi sila kumakawa. But this continued for weeks and then months. And she, she asked the Lord, Lord, what's going on? Pag ganito sila. Sabi ng Panginoon sa kanya, they're having, uh, they're suffering from an orphan spirit. Feeling of abandon, uh, feeling na makukulang yung mga bagay-bagay na yan. Uh, not realizing that she made a commitment to them, that kung may pagkain dyan, the next day magkakaroon yung pagkain dyan. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like what the nation of Israel did when they were delivered from Egypt and God gave them a command from Moses, magbibigay ako sa iyo ng mana from heaven, right? And what were the instructions of God to the people of Israel? Give only something that is sufficient for the day. Pero yung iba, kumuha ng sobra. Somehow, they felt baka hindi na dumating mana the next day. But the next day, yung sobra nila, they became worthy. Right? Until they learn that they can rely on the faithfulness of God day by day. Okay? So what are the uh, some of the uh, conditions of an orphan spirit? I'm just taking this from some people who observe this. Sabinito, uh, an orphan spirit, one of these one of the characteristics is that they're very competitive and they're always looking for uh, an opportunity to stand out. Very competitive sila, at gusto nilang kumuha ng attention talaga. And I understand, well, I understand that because my sisters, they, when they uh, were looking for a child to adopt, kung kung kasi sa orphanage, eh yung mga baka, talagang kukuha pa doon sa harap nila and then start pushing one another so that yung attention pumunta sa kanila. In other words, there's this feeling, choose me, pick me, pick me. That is a sign of an orphan spirit. They do not feel accepted. And because they do not feel accepted, they feel the need that they have to prove. Uh, I'm valuable. I'm important. Pilihin mo ko, sila kasi mas magaling ako kaysa kanila. You, you understand what I'm saying? See, in our day, in our age today, uh, ang taas ng rate natin ng broken marriages, right? Uh, in the Philippines, we do not have a divorce law. Right? But it has not stopped uh, families from breaking up. Now they want uh, to pass a law in this marriage, making it easy for them to be able to marry again. Alright? And, and it doesn't matter whether the book of Malachi says, God says, I hate divorce. It doesn't matter to them. That's, that's what he said. And even though we don't have divorce, we've got uh, absentee fathers, 
uh, overworked mothers na hindi nila masyadong malaga ang mga anak nila and things like that. Uh, and because of this, children are feeling kind of like, even though the parents are alive, they feel like orphans. And so uh, they, they're always trying to prove their worth. Uh, they're trying to hide yung kanila mga limitations. Uh, pag nakita nila may mga taong magaling, threat sa kanila. Kasi kung mas magaling siya, mas magaling siya kumanda, mas magaling siya mag-sell, mas magaling siya magluto, they don't appreciate the strengths of others. Because pag isa kanila competition ko yan. They feel the need, they pakita mas magaling ako sa lahat. Alright? And, and if somebody fails, they take secret satisfaction in the weakness of others. Kailangan ako makakuha ng attention in this This is one of the characteristics of a orphan spirit. Kailangan ako. Uh, they don't understand. They don't understand that God already accepts them. There are many Christians suffering from orphan spirit, but God has already accepted them. That because, because God has already accepted them, the blessings of God are already given to them. See, the orphans understand. If Silayu Pinili, para maging ano, anak ng pamilya ito, then they would have a father and mother to call. They would have a place of their own. They would have the care that they're looking for. Okay? So, they're competitive and, and they, they, they enjoy when somebody fails. Secondly, they have an independent spirit. Or they can be stubborn. Or maybe even rebellious. Okay? See, because deep down, an orphan does not feel that he or she belongs to the family. Even though sometimes the Dakasha doesn't feel like he belongs to the family. And so because of this, depends on the family. One of the favorite is I have to protect myself. I have to protect myself. I've read and I, I've read the, the stories and I've, I've said it to you of someone uh, who was a doctor. Because they would see this little child going out so the trash areas, and when they found out the story, they decided to adopt him. And so they brought him to the house. Okay? And on the, the next day, when they woke up, he was not in the room. And they were going to eat breakfast. They could not find him. So they went out and they looked for him. And so his parents says, you don't have to come here anymore para magkakapagkain. You're part of our family now. Kung ano yung kinakanan namin, yung kinakakain namin. You belong. You understand what I'm saying? Kasi para sa kanya, baka hindi para sa akin yung table. Baka sila lamang. They have this feeling na I don't belong. I'm here but I don't belong. Okay? So they, they, they need to understand that the love of God is for them. Not just for uh, some people. If you understand the love of God is for you, then you understand the blessing of God is for you also. So they they are kind of uh, isolated. There's an independent spirit, stubborn. They don't want to uh, coordinate, cooperate until they begin to understand. Oh, I'm part of the family now. 
that they, they think this way, I have to survive. If nobody's going to do this for me, I have to do it for myself. They think I'm the only one who cares for me. But then they begin to see the family accepts them. And they start, they start thinking me, they start thinking family. You understand what I'm saying? They start thinking of others. They're not needs, but they're not needs. I'll take care of them because as sure as my needs are being taken care of. Okay? One of the, the third, the third thing I can even happen with people with, a, with, a, with an orphan spirit is that they have fear and insecurity. Okay? And it's connected to the other one, the independent spirit, because you know, Ikana, even though they're, you know, they're adopted into the family, especially if the family has other children, it would, it's easier when, like for example, there are couples, when I say that Ikana, in adopting a young bata, must madali adjust. But when they get into a family, they somehow feel they're inferior. Oh, that I'm part of a family. Okay? Alright? And features And so he's he knows that he's in the family, but he's kind of unsure what his place is in the family. Especially for they're kind of confident uh, what they need to do. They're hungry, they go to the fridge. Or, or, or they just do this and they just, he doesn't know what. Like, for example, he doesn't know what he can do and what he can do. He doesn't know they seem to be able to accept it, but he feels a deep sense of rejection. You understand what I'm saying? You must have foster brothers. Pag pinagalitan, yung natural na lang, alam nila, pag pinagalitan ako, mahal pa rin ako ng daddy ko. Pinagagalitan ako, nagkamali ako. Pero ang someone with a orphan spirit, pag pinagalitan siya, feels he's rejected. Okay? Na, that's it. I've lost him. I blew my chances. And so he feels kind of insecure concerning the situation. And this person needs constant reassurance. Tell them you love them. Tell them you're part of the family. Tell them that. Okay? Wala silang confidence concerning their gifts. They have no confidence concerning their uh, uh, their position to come. They, they always have a need to prove themselves. They always have a need to prove themselves and they're very protective of their territories. Okay? It's hard for them to share kasi ang nalaman nilang dahil unahan gulangan. Are you getting this? Alright? And so also, uh, the fourth thing about the orphan spirit is that um, they're uh, performance-oriented. They feel they need to keep on excelling to earn the approval of their parents. They feel they need to keep on doing well to earn the love of their parents. Okay? For example, you know the, the parable of the prodigal son, right? We have the younger son who did not care about the father's love. Okay? All he wanted was the benefits. So, I think he papakayo ama, sabi niya, 
Why don't you give me my inheritance now? Kung ba ba mamatay pa kayo? Eh, talagay po mo. Baka matagal ko yata ang buhay ninyo. Tagal pa nangintay ko eh. Kamanda ka na ako. I'm in my peak. I need it now. Binigay sa kanya. So, for him, he didn't really care about the love of the father. But then there's the elder brother. Okay? The elder brother, the, the younger son, did not care about the father's love. The elder brother did not believe in the father's love. He was always doing something to earn his father's love and the father's approval. And so when his, young, when his younger brother came and not even yet, uh, the father asked that the calf, the fattened calf, would be uh, cooked. Uh, there would be a party. It would be saying, I've done this for you. I've done this for you. I didn't shave your reputation. I did this. I worked before the sun was up and I stopped working long after the sun is down. And yet you didn't give me a fattened calf. The sun has That's always yours. He was trying his best to impress his father. He was trying to get the approval of his dad. He already had it. He already had the father's love. Are you getting this? Okay, there's always a desire, constant drive to perform well. Why? Because he needs to prove he's worthy of the parent's love. Uh, and we need to understand from the Holy Scriptures, God loves us even before we did anything for him. God loves us even before we were born on the earth. You understand what I'm saying? See, we understand. Now we're Christians, we're redeemed by the blood of Jesus. We understand we have the Father's love. Understand this, even before you accepted Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, He already loved you. Okay? And all you have to do is receive that. And where, where do you get those fruits? You get them from the Holy Scriptures. That's why I insist, it is always based on the Holy Scriptures because that's what's going to set you free. Okay? If you abide, if you remain in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you will know the truth, and the truth that you know will set you free. Okay? Somehow they feel they're not worthy enough. Uh, they don't have the same status as the others. Uh, this might not last very long. If, if they find out one of my 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 weaknesses, they might change their minds and return me to the orphanage. Okay? And, uh, and it takes that to heal them. And there are many Christians who are suffering from that. They're not sure about the Father's love. And so because they're not sure of the Father's love, they're not sure about the provisions of God for their lives. Okay? They're not sure whether they're accepted in the family. So they're not sure whether the privileges that God has given to his family also belongs to them. Okay, and if you are not sure, you've got doubts and you've got fears, then you're not walking by faith. And if you're not walking by faith, then you're missing out on many of the things that God has given to us. 
There are many people who feel that they are not worthy to, to walk in the blessings of God. And so because of that, they constantly settle for second, second best, or maybe even third, fourth, fifth from the best, when God is giving us everything. Mm -hmm. So here, sabi ng Panginoon sa kanila, uh, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. In other words, I'm leaving, I have to do this. And I want you to understand this is to your advantage. The Father is going to send someone who is exactly just like me. Okay? Except that he will be in you. I am with you, but he will be with you and he will be in you. The Holy Spirit is going to come. I have to go. When I go to the right hand of my Father, but I'm not leaving you orphans. You are not going, you know, you might feel you're abandoned, but you have to understand you are not abandoned. You are not forsaken. Okay? See, when you feel like an orphan, you have no assurance, you're always grabbing for yourself. And so, Make sure I get my, my piece of the pie. Because if I don't do this, I'm going to do it. Okay? I'm feeling that abandoned person. So when you have these feelings as a Christian, you feel that others get more of God's love than you, or it's God's will to bless them, but it's not exactly God's will to bless you. Or once upon a time, you were walking with God and you blew it. You made this one big mistake. And you know, it brought shame to your family, to the church, and the community. And yes, you've repented, and God has forgiven you. But because of your past mistake, you don't feel God will give you the same chances as He did before. You, you understand what I'm saying? Okay? Fear and doubt, doubting the Father's love, doubting the Father's promises, doubting the Father's word will uh, prevent you from receiving what God has given you. It's not a matter of God not giving you. It's a matter of us not receiving. And what will set us right? It's when we begin to hear teaching of the Word of God. It's when we begin to hear preaching of the Word of God. And we receive that and we, you know, something that we renew our thinking. No. I'm not unworthy anymore because God has chosen to forgive me, God has chosen to love me, and God has chosen to give me the same blessings that He's given to others. In the Bosa, God has blessed me so I might be a blessing to others also. Okay? In this because sometimes some people have that attitude. But you know, that's another thing on poverty mentality, and we're not going to get to cover that tonight. Alright? Uh, and so, uh, feeling nila is that having kulang ang provision ng Panginoon. Hindi na kukulang ang provision ng Panginoon. If anything, makikita natin from the life of Jesus, when He multiplied the 5,000, there were 12 baskets left. When He multiplied uh, uh, for the 4,000, there were 7 baskets left. Okay? So, kaya makikita natin bakit ito, that when God begins to bless us, Philippians 4 says, He will supply our needs according to His riches in glory 
the riches that he has in the realm of glory, that's where he's getting the supplies for our needs. In heaven, there is no lack. You're talking of a place where the roads are made of pure gold. And you what I'm saying? Dito sa daigit natin, if you have gold, big time ka lang, diba? And some people today say, okay, mga panibagong teknik nyo sa filling the teeth, hindi nakalain dati, ako, I still have gold fillings. Can you imagine saying that to someone in heaven? I have gold in my teeth. Huh? Dito kasi sa heaven, parang asphalto na yun. You understand what I'm saying? Okay? People who are living in heaven are never ever impressed of the riches and the best here. Because what God has is infinitely good. Okay, let's let's talk about having a slave mindset. We'll end with that. In John 15, verse 15, Sabinito, ang Panginoon, no? Sabinito, no longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. Okay? Now you have to understand, a slave mindset is different from a servant mentality. Ah, a slave mentality mindset. Uh, a servant, servant heart, a servant attitude is different from a slave mindset. A servant attitude is someone who understands, I'm a son of God and I choose to serve Him. At hindi, ma- hindi bumababa sa paningin ko ang pagdilingkod sa Diyos. In the world, if you're called a servant, mababa ang tingin ng Diyos sa'yo. But in the eyes of God, in the eyes of heaven, sabi nga ng Panginoon sa Christo, I did not come to be served, I came to serve. There's no sense of entitlement when it comes to heaven. A servant attitude is someone who chooses to serve because you want to imitate the master. Jesus Christ chooses to serve us. As a matter of fact, uh, that's what some of the deacons represent. Deacons, can you stand up? Deacons. See that gray color that they have? Uh, that's the color of ashes. They burn their pride, they say, Lord, I'm going to serve you. Okay? Maybe see that. So deacons represent Jesus Christ, the servant. Their presence reminds us that we are to serve God by serving each other. But that servant part is different from a slave mindset. Because a slave mindset cannot accept the Father's love because it thinks it's not worthy. Uh, last scripture for tonight is found in 2 Samuel chapter 9. 2 Samuel chapter 9. Okay. Uh, 2 Samuel chapter 9. Verse 6 after verse 8. Sabadito. Now, when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell on his face and prostrated himself. But David said, Mephibosheth? And he answered, Here is your servant. So David said to him, Do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness 
for Jonathan your father's sake. And I will restore to you all the land that Saul your grandfather. And you shall eat bread at my table continually. Then he bowed himself and said, What is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog? That's Mephibosheth, you know, that was like Jonathan, Jonathan, being the son of King Saul. King Saul was the one who uh, became a traitor to Israel and treated uh, David as a fugitive. But then one day David became king. And normally when people become kings at that time, in a capital position, they got for payback time. That among enemies took the heart The ones who treated me uh, badly, I'm going to execute them, I'm going to give them hell. And so they got down to Mephibosheth, and Mephibosheth understand. So he comes to the, uh, he comes to David, and David, the people said, Yes, I am your servant, your slave. In other words, I'm not like my knowledge. And David said, Look, Lahat ng pag-aari ng lolo ibibigay sa iyo. Okay? Not only that, his servants will become your servants. They will work in the field for you, yung kikitain mo sa iyo. Then, you come to my table as part of my family. You will sit with my sons and my daughters. You will sit with the princess and the princesses of the kingdom. And you will eat at my table. A slave mentality says, I am not worthy to be there. I'm such a man, God. You understand what I'm saying? A son is willing to fellowship with Jesus and spend time with him. A slave thinks, you know, how can he even care for someone like me? How could he even pay attention to me? And how could he even pay attention to the prayers I pray? I have needs, yes, but what are my needs compared to the needs of the kingdom? You think you'll pay attention to me. That's how a slave thinks. And so because of that, they doubt the love of the Father. Even though the Father is inviting them to the table to come and die, they can believe that they're being treated as a son because they think they're only good as slaves. So an orphan spirit, okay, is a spirit that thinks it's abandoned. A slave mindset thinks that you're not worthy enough to become part of the family of God. Okay, you eat from the table. I'll just eat from the leftovers. Well, why eat the leftovers when God is giving you the, the fullness of the table? And what would break that mindset? Having the Holy Scriptures, for the Word of God is like a soul. We used to have a picture of a soul here. That's the Word of God. Every time the Word of God is being taught, every time it's being preached, it's cutting those lies from your soul. Because they get attached to your soul. And when they get attached to your soul, they become part of you. And the only thing that's strong enough to cut them out is the Word of God. 
That's why you need to spend time listening, meditating, reading, and confessing the Word of God to yourself. You need to cut those things out. Amen? How many of you learned something tonight? We will continue with the property of God. Thank you.